are now listening to the unmistakable sound of the Wolver Pool Weekend Tailgate. It's your boy, C-Dog. Be weird. Yes, indeed. For a day on yesterday. Uh, Mike and I talked uh, pretty extensively yesterday, uh, before, during, and after a day. So a lot of people know our thoughts. Yeah, you can Mike, Mike was up. hating on me in the chat. He blocked my um my comments in the chat, too, yesterday. <laughs> well, that's because I was hating on y'all in the chat, so it's fair. <laughs> Got to keep the trolls out. Can't discriminate. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Ike. Give me your initial thoughts of what you observed uh, being down on the planes in A-Day. Just, you know, you got a chance to sit in on as as Harson met with media as well. Just kind of give your synopsis of yesterday's events. Um, I think overall it was okay. Like, I didn't, I, I, I still don't love the eight-minute quarter format, the running clock. Like, it just makes the game go by too quickly. Um, and I And I also understand that they don't want to be like too crazy on the last practice of the season or the, of the spring. But I just wish it was a little more football happening. Um, the fan turnout was kind of eh, but it was, let me tell y'all that wind was really, bro. it was, you know, like it was, it was heavy wind and it was really cold. Um, if you were sitting in the shade at all. So, uh, the fans who braved that were, were good ones to be out there for it. Um, outside of that, from just the perspective of what I saw in the game and with the players, though, everybody seemed like they were in good spirits. They were out there having fun, man. The reaction that you saw when the last touchdown happened, where like the entire offensive team just runs out, like they they look like they enjoy playing football with one another. Um, they look like they're having fun. They look like a, a bunch of kids enjoying a game, um, and that's a good thing. Um, Coach Harson was in good spirits. He was making jokes. Um, there was a um, a conversation they had during one of the breaks. Uh, Jason Campbell was talking to him, and they were broadcasting it up into the booth. And and Harson was joking with him. I was like, "What? Who is this guy?" Uh, but it was really good to see everybody really just having a good time playing football. Um, people were playing hard. You know, it wasn't the cleanest football game ever, but you know, it's practice, so. Things are going to happen that aren't going to be perfect. But um, overall, I think it was good. Uh, the media situation was a circus. I won't get into too much of that, but uh, it was a lot of craziness going on. But um, overall, a good experience, man. I, I enjoyed it. B, you, you, you haven't been on in a while. Uh, just initial thoughts of what you observed. Uh, you, got to, you got to catch it, right? Yeah, I got to catch it on the replay. Um, got to watch it. And, I mean, I think where we... I'm glad, like Mike has already said, we didn't have to waste our time with Grant Loy, with uh, Shale Garnett. Um, not that those 
not to diminish those players as people, but they didn't have a chance to play real snaps for us last year. They weren't going to play real snaps for us. Nobody who played yesterday is completely out of the quarterback race. And I really believe that. Like, Holden Garner could play if we injuries happen, he could play. Last year, I don't think we saw TJ Finley get banged up and Grant Lloyd didn't go in that game. So um, this year, what we saw at A-Day were guys who had a chance to play, who have a chance to play in the fall. And that's the best thing about this A-Day. So that was an improvement. Other than that, I'm like Mike. I'm, excuse me, Ike. I don't really care a lot for the eight-minute quarters, especially eight minutes with running clock second half. Like, listen, man, let's come on. Let's, let's just let, let us see more game. It's not like you have any guys out there taking 80 snaps this game. Nobody's going to play every snap. So let's see more of the twos. Let's see more of the threes. Let, let's, you know, get more time in there for more snaps. But that would be my only real complaint. I mean, we saw what roughly what we expected to see um, as far as TJ being kind of the incumbent, kind of, sort of. He started games last year. He's the only guy here who started games last year. He looked better than he looked in the three games that he started last year. So that's an improvement. Um, I do think his floor looked slightly higher, but also there's the two-on, one-off thing with him. Good throw, good throw. Wait, who are you throwing to there? Good throw, good pass, a drop, you know, but oh, wait, who are you throwing to there? I am not sure what the cause of that is. I mean, we we can watch tape, but until you get the all 22 or you hear it specifically from a coach that Sometimes it's like, oh, no, well, the wide receiver didn't do what he was supposed to do, so that's why they look like that. He was anticipating the out, wide receiver ran in, so it looks like he threw it to nobody. So until we can know for sure exactly what happened, I don't want to get too down on him. I just know that what we all want to see, and that thing is a crisp fluidity to offense, we have not seen that yet. I don't think we've seen that here in the Harson era, and don't forget that. We haven't seen that in like the last four years of Auburn football. We want to see that. I don't think we were ever going to see that for A-Day. I've got hopes that it can, we can get closer to that based on what we've seen in spring scrimmages, what we've heard in spring scrimmages, and what we've seen in this A-Day. It does look like the quarterbacks are studied up, and they're bought in, and they're trying, and they are aware that there is something to gain and also something to be lost if you show poorly enough. I like that kind of pressure because that wasn't happening last year. Everybody knew what was going to happen last spring going into the last fall. And they kind of played like that, in my opinion. Now it's not. There is something to be gained, and I think that's why we saw some flashes from a little bit of everybody. And that's a positive thing. No matter how anybody wants to look negatively at who got the most snaps, if TJ, if you think TJ's won, or uh, you want to see Holden Gary no more, we haven't seen Calzada, I understand. But everybody can make an impact with their play in practice and in scrimmages. I think that will continue in the fall. And we are probably four weeks of fall camp away from knowing who's going to start for us. And that is the best possible outcome because everybody has to raise their game if they want a chance. And I love that. So I I like the game from that perspective. Was it high flying like we wanted to see? Yes and no. You know, we saw some flashes and stuff. It's like, wow, hmm. I like that guy making that cut. You know what I'm saying? I like this guy. Um, I like the way Jordan Ingram ran. Honestly, he didn't have like a super big run, but just his physically, he looked the part at running back. And that was refreshing to me, even though we've got plenty of backs. But he put on he put on some weight. He did. In the offseason. Like, he yeah. looks like I don't I got to look at the roster to see his height. He looks like a six one. He's like a big dude, man. But um, 
I, I saw plenty of what I needed to see. Maybe not as much as we could truly take from the offensive line with so many starters out. And that's the only thing. The offensive line looked like it was so-so at times, but you got four guys out who started last year. Of course, it's not going to look like what it's going to look like in the fall. So, you know, t- TBD on that. But I enjoyed it, man. I liked the game. Well, you, we, we talked, you talked about the quarterbacks. Let's go ahead and, and intro that discussion. Uh, we have the stats here on how the quarterbacks fared in yesterday's scrimmage. TJ Finley went 11 of 19 for 137 yards and a TD. Uh, he was sacked twice. You can, I know some people want to put an asterisk uh, by that one TD, but it is recorded as a TD in the scrimmage. Uh, Robbie Ashford went 12 of 16, 132 yards, was sacked twice. And Holden Garner went 9 of 11 for 71 yards and a score at the end of the game. So, guys, here are the stats. Just, just I'm gonna go with you, Mike G. What, what are some of your, your, what is your, you know, you've had a day to kind of think about it. What has been your kind of assessment of where the QB position stands? People have their opinions on who they like, but how do you feel about this QB competition going into the summer? Uh, yeah, I like what I saw from from everybody. I think everybody showed. Um, that they can affect the game positively in their own way. Um, Robbie Ashford uh, showed that he can operate from the pocket um, and, you know, on the run. Uh, There were some uh, throws to the sideline where he was, I thought he was running out of bounds, and then he'd had a a quick dump off the from, and I I like that play. Um, That's just a playmaker making a play. I thought it showed good chemistry with the tight ends. They got the tight ends involved. Um, Every quarterback got the tight ends involved in the game, so... Uh, you know, I thought they played within themselves. Uh, you know, as far as Gariner's concerned, um, you know, they they went out, they gave him snaps. I he looked good. I thought that uh, Gariner showed what his potential is going to be when he gets a serious chance to compete for the starting job. I don't think it'll be this year, but um, I wouldn't be mad to see him vying for a starting spot next uh, in 2023. And hopefully that starts a pipeline of development, actual guys who are being developed at quarterback so that we can just reach down for the next guy in line and be confident that they're going to meet the minimum viable product needed to play quarterback at Auburn. As far as TJ Finley is concerned, I thought he improved. He improved yesterday. It was weird reading the comments of everybody who literally flips out every time he gets sacked. See, that would have been a sack there. Okay, so who the hell cares? A sack is not always... All of a sudden, a sack is a failure on the quarterback. Literally. All of a sudden, a sack means the quarterback didn't do something right. When before, it meant that our offensive line sucked. So I'm not on that train. I think there were a couple times where it was clear he completed a a pass to Shanker. He 100% would have been sacked. We played without four of our five starting offensive linemen in this game. Yeah. You know, and we had the fourth best pass protecting unit in the league last year. So I think maybe TJ didn't have a, he had I thought he had a good day. Um, he he had a drop by Dawson that would have been a touchdown. Uh, he uh, had another pass deep past the tank that should have been caught. Yeah, there were there were there were there were three deep balls that he threw, um, and I'm sorry, four deep balls that he threw. 
Uh, one should have been a pick, and the other three, the receivers had a ch- one was complete, and the other two were drops. Last year, those receivers, I felt like th- toward the end of the season, wouldn't have had a chance. He wasn't giving them a chance to make plays on the ball. Mm-hmm. Right? He was giving the receivers a chance to make plays down the field. Now, I think he's shown he can make the short and e- intermediate throws. We saw that yesterday. Uh, the pass to Cedric up the middle. Uh, that Cedric uh, Jackson pass was beautiful. It, it was a dime. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. dime. Um, Ashford uh, made that pass twice to Capers. One was behind Capers. Capers made a great play. Uh, the second was right on the money. Beautiful, uh, a beautiful pass. I put it. I put it up there on Twitter. So it was. Um, it was just very interesting, and, and, and I think the fact that they didn't send him out after halftime means that they're all but done evaluating TJ, right? Like, he went out there and did the minimum required of the guy who's in the number one spot, and they didn't need to see anymore. What they needed to see was they needed to see Ashford. Yeah. yeah. They needed to see Ashford, so they sent Robbie out there, and I think that worked out for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that worked out. I think if you're TJ, you left A-Day pretty confident about where you stand with this coaching staff based on what you did out there. If you factor out the drops, he went 13 for 19 on the day. It probably has close to 200 yards passing if the Dawson pass isn't dropped. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think we have a competition. I don't think by any stretch that TJ has the job locked up though. Because if Calzada right. had, had went out there yesterday, I don't think Garner gets any snaps. And this game looks very, very different. Mm-hmm. I think it worked out for Robbie Ashford that uh, Calzada, they didn't send Calzada out there. Because right. it would have taken, uh, taken critical information away from the coaches to evaluate Robbie when you have a whole year's worth of tape on Calzada starting in the SEC last year. So, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing for Zach that he didn't go out there. I think, again, he's bringing real life experience to the role that you can evaluate. And you're seeing him in practice. So uh, it was, I don't know, man. I, I just think nobody did so well that they jumped over the other person. Nobody really set themselves back yesterday. It was. I thought we looked. I looked. I thought we looked well rounded and solid. We sent three quarterbacks out there that looked competent. Now we couldn't say that last last eight day, right? Or the eight day before that. Yeah. Or the eight day before oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> we can. How long? How long y'all want to keep playing this game? Yeah. But but yeah, I I I definitely I definitely agree with that assessment. Uh, B will. I'm gonna jump to you. Uh, I know your time is a little limited. Stewart wants to know before I get you to chime in even further. How's that newborn, sir? He is great. Um, it man, it, it you think like I've done this before and it's cool. It's so fun, man. Just a just a new kid and the face and the personalities. Even really early, man. They just they they're they're already their own person, man. You just see the difference between number one and number two, and it's it's cool. So I appreciate you asking, Stu. So so to to build on what Mike G was basically saying. We are expecting a bit of a competition. I think something to make note of, Mike G, as well, is that Calzada, the learning curve of this offense isn't as steep for Calzada as it is Robbie Ashford. Because something Harson mentioned about Robbie is he's learning a new system. Calzada came from a similar type of a system at AM. Um, 
we know they like to run a bit of a pro style there. So the learning curve in terms of the offense isn't as steep for maybe a Robbie. So uh, that's something to factor in as well. Mm-hmm. But B, your thoughts on kind of where these guys stand with each other. You said you you felt in four weeks going into the fall, we will be able to de- determine who the QB position is. How do you feel about where these guys actually stand presently? The way it looks presently, I think knowing just an, a little bit about who Brian Harson is as an offensive guy and what he expects, the person who gets this job is going to have to be able to re-diagnose and make the right decisions. He's been very consistent in, in when Bo was here and we saw the transformation from when he was playing very poorly early and he started playing better as the season went on, Bo got better at that. Reading, diagnosing, making better decisions as the season went on. Now, he didn't make all great decisions later, but TJ Finley maybe has less of a that's a terrible decision and more of a that wasn't the best throw right there at that moment. And the rest of the time, it's like we said, our wide receivers and pass catchers um, have kind of been letting him down, even back to when he started last year. When he would have some rough throws and he'd have a great one, it's like, dang, why didn't you catch that? We needed you to catch that guy. Going back to the Birmingham Bowl, you know, there were a couple in that game. Um, I think TJ is in a good position for a few reasons. Number one is the leadership factor. He has been bought in since he got here. These coaches went to get him last year and he said, fine, I'm on board. I'm going to do what you ask me to do and I'm going to do it enthusiastically and I'm not going to be a sourpuss when I don't get what I want. And I think that has has really kind of boosted his stock with the coaches. And because of that, you see him getting those opportunities. Um, we know that Harson has a, a certain culture that that he is a line that he is setting. And he is asking the players to come up to that line. And everybody who has come up to that line and bought in, they have been getting snaps. We we asked frequently last year, hey, why is Shed still out there when he's looking bad in the routes he's running and dropping passes? Well, obviously, Shed had the attitude he was rewarded, and his time on the field yielded definite positive results for him and for us as the season went on. So in a similar fashion, I think TJ has that kind of rapport with the coaches, and that probably has him in the best position. Unlike last year, though, I think all of the quarterbacks know you can't really sour push your way into a starting job. And like we saw, you know, Demetrius Davis left, And, you know, that hurt to see, but the attitude, his attitude wasn't what it needed to be to be uh, competitive, to be a leader. So he's out of there. None of the other quarterbacks here are going to have that problem. So nobody's going to eliminate themselves like they kind of did last year in, in, in Didi's case. TJ has the most experience in this offense. I think that has a lot to do with why he's kind of sitting in pole position right now. His floor is going to determine whether or not he keeps his job. That's it. I don't think he has to go out there and and throw 40-yard bomb touchdown passes. His floor will determine whether or not he keeps his job. I don't know the ceiling for Robbie Ashford yet because he's in a brand-new offense. He's going to be pro-style. He's going to be under center. Those are adjustments that need to be made. I mean, those are adjustments that we saw, like I said, Bo had to make, and it was rough for him early. So I'm not saying that Robbie has to look as bad as Bo did early last year. What I'm saying is that what you are asked to re-diagnose and react to, he's got to get good at that. TJ's got a, a leg up on him in that sense. 
Calzada is interesting because it's so interesting to me that, yes, you ran a pro-style system. You had a lot more things going for you in that system last year, and you still never looked great. So it has me wondering, all right, Zach Calzado, well, what's your ceiling? We know that your deep pass is great because you got the arm. We know that physically you are going to stand in that pocket and take a hit, and I, know, I think that's a plus as well. However, I, I saw you skip some passes too. You know, I, I saw you look a little uh, shaky and in, in, on some easy throws as well, similar to, to what TJ's um, downside is or has been to this point. I think it's going to be determined by Robbie Ashford's ceiling. That's really it. If his ceiling is making the proper reads and, and diagnosing and reacting and making good throws, everybody else can sit down. Because you can't have that athleticism and be accurate and make good decisions. I mean, that's, that's the golden quarterback, right? Athleticism, be accurate, make good decisions. That's it. You, you're QB1 no matter where you at. That's, I mean, it, that's it. TJ Finley doesn't have the athleticism, so even if he's reading well and making good decisions and accurate, yeah, but if you can you break out a 30-yard run when it looks like you were sacked in the backfield, well, that's a disadvantage in, in this sense. Same with Zach Calzada. He's willing to run, but do you look like Robbie Ashford looked? Are you going to just skip some passes now and then? Robbie Ashford shoring up all those things will make him the clear front runner. And I think the A-Day Offensive MVP award was kind of like the, all right, so he's here for real. He's not just here on the roster to make everybody else play harder. Dude is here for real. I hope his ceiling is as high as we would like to see from, from our number one quarterback. And not because I don't want those other guys to play. I just, I want the guy with the most uh, versatility. I want the guy with the highest ceiling. Yeah, I want somebody who can re-diagnose and throw the out consistently every time to his left side if it's not his preferred side. But I also want the guy who can scramble like hell and make a dynamic play when it looks like everything else will shut down. Because sometimes defenses are going to have your number. Coaches are going to call a play. You would have made the throw. Look, they jumped the route. You can't make that throw. What are you going to do? I'm going to scramble for 25 yards, make two dudes miss, and then get up and do the first down signal. And the, the crowd is hyped. The whole fan base is hyped. The whole team is hyped because you dug us out of a bad play simply with your athleticism. There's one guy on this roster who can do that. That's Robbie Ashford, and that's why I'm hoping he shows the coaches everything they need to see for him to be QB1. In the fall. 